Hello students, hello masters of your own destiny. How is everybody doing? What is the destination? Where, where are we going today? I don't know that place, but that's fine. Listen, listen to me. As long you're using your time today to be proactive creators, to use your imagination to create stuff, I think that is an awesome destination to go. I also want to welcome alumni and colleagues that are now watching the video podcast. Welcome to From Suarez Basement. Family means the world to us that you are watching us. Again, this is an open forum for everybody out there who is interested in the communication, media, and the art field. Uh, this is a place to be informed, to be educated, and why not also to be entertained. I think we need a little bit of entertainment in these crazy days that we're living in. Today, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I really am because I'm a huge fan of my guest work. We have Isaac Oliver with us. He's one of the main writers. In fact, he's executive story editor for High Mountain one of my favorite shows in HBO. He also wrote for Glowing Netflix, and he's the author of the book Intercity Idiot, which I 100% recommend also for you to read. If you're not familiar with High Maintenance, here is a very short clip of High Maintenance Season 4 trailer. It's this American life. I'm Ira Goss. It's hard to imagine a tougher room. A more hostile crowd than the one that we face day in and day out. So when you came to New York, what did you think you were going to be doing? Excuse me. Where's Barbara? Happy birthday to you. Stop filming me. I got to go see a man about uh, selling him some weed. Hello. Hey. Hi. What can I get for you, gentlemen? Dealer's choice. That's me, your choice. Do you feel undervalued, underappreciated? You're not alone. You wanna just get stoned and order in? Sounds very romantic. Love. This moment of random greatness pops into your day that is otherwise monumental garbage. That's a show today. Take a deep breath in and hold it and exhale. <sighs> I think that worked. How cool is that that we're going to be able to pick the mind of one of the writers behind those characters that are behind those scenes? And like I always do, I invite two of my former students to be part of this conversation because I truly believe this should be a video podcast created for students and by the students. I have Victoria de la Concha with us. She was part of my script writing class. I only can say future watch out that Victoria is coming. She's brilliant. She really have a very creative mind and a very powerful way to tell stories. And we also have John Thompson with us. He was also part of my scriptwriting class and he also have a brilliant mind. I cannot wait to see what the future has prepared for these two individuals. In fact, the two of them are right now, funny enough, consequent or, or not, they are actually both doing a master at Loyola Marymount University in script writing and television production. So we couldn't be in better company to have this conversation with Isaac. Welcome from Suarez Basement and let's start our video podcast of today right away. Here we go. 
very excited to have you here. So I want to welcome Isaac to our video podcast from Suarez Basement. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm <laughs> delighted to be here. No, we appreciate it so much. High Maintenance is one of my favorite shows. Uh, I, I cannot wait to talk to you about many things. But and I want also to introduce one of my awesome two favorite students. That my students laugh because all my students are favorite to me, but just between the two of us. No, <laughs> no, you guys, uh, I love you so much. And I'll let you know why, because you guys have so a creative mind. Your time with me in my scriptwriting class was awesome. And now you're pursuing your career in writing, which is phenomenal to me. So having you here is fantastic. I know you well, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to Victoria and John to introduce yourself to Isaac. Hey. Hi. So great to see your face. I've uh, I've listened to your marketing promos for your book, and I feel like I know you already, which is so exciting. Thank you. But a little bit about me. I am a graduate student at Loyola Marymount University in LA, specifically studying writing and producing for television, because I feel that now more than ever because TV is getting like those big budgets, but even on a micro scale, you can still get to know characters so deeply. And that's what I crave and love about writing for television. Hi, um, thanks for being here first off. Uh, I'm John, I am also at Loyola Marymount doing writing and producing for TV. I'm in the same year as Victoria. Um, Hey. I too love fantasy and sci-fi, but I tend to stick to horror and a lot of cult stuff I've noticed. So, yeah. Um, so Isaac, a lot of new writers are given the very vague advice to write what you know, but mm. how would you, what's your process about hand picking through life experiences? That's a good question. I mean, I I kind of go back and forth on right what you know. I think one of the one of the joys of writing and specifically writing on a show like High Maintenance is 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 sort of writing or Glow, which is the other show I've written on, is like it's also fun to to write what you don't know too, and to try and imagine other other people's lives and try, and try to imagine, I mean, not, not in a sort of co-opting, you know, way. I mean, I think you, you have to be responsible about it and do a lot of research too, but also, um, right, right. What you don't know has, has all, has also been, uh, something I've tried to do, but that being said, I, I, in my, in my own personal writing, I mean, I've written a book of of personal humor essays and, uh, I do write about myself a lot, quite a bit. That, that wasn't always my intention starting out, but I did find the first person um, to be a natural kind of fun fit for me. Um, you can write what you know, but still about a scenario you haven't lived or, or about a person who you aren't. You, you can still bring what you know um, to, to a different set of circumstances. Uh, you're bringing your perspective, your, your history to the table. And that's, and that, and that, I, I would say, 
it's it's not a bad bit of advice, but I think people take it a bit too literally and think that they can only, you know, write write an autobiographical thing. I, I think right. it, it it just means it just means be who you are as a writer and 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 write with what you know. So you have this amazing career and like <laughs> seems to be a hilarious man. <laughs> but um what is your like experience with rejection in your career? Um I have a ton of experience with that. I mean it's it's you know I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate that uh to, to have had the opportunities I've had in the last few years. And, and those are certainly not lost on me because, and, and it's, and, and I've had, you know, people say like, Oh, it's, it's luck. It's so much of this is luck. And, and it is, there, there is an element of luck and being in the right place at the right time and just having the right, the right person read the right thing at the right time. But I, it is also hard work. I mean, I, I've been really like pounding the pavement as a writer for the last, you know, 15 years as out of, out of college. And so I, um, it's been really hard and TV writing is a, is a field that you can kind of get into there. There's no really like one tried and true way to get into it, which I found really, um, frustrating and overwhelming and intimidating for many years. Um, I would, I would do the thing. I would do the like pick your brain coffee. Like I'm, I'd invite writers to go have coffee, and and it was funny, you know. I'd sit down and you know just be so ready for you know their wisdom of like how how did you get into it, and the, and all and all of them had a different answer, but it was always tinged with just like well I, I don't I don't know I I don't know <laughs> I like don't this, remember <laughs> yeah like like this happened and then I guess this happened and uh, you know it was just very there's no. Um, yeah, it's not like medical school. It's not. It's not like a trade where you just like can X Y Z and then you know you're you're launched into it. It's, so it's um, there was a lot of rejection for a long time. Like I said, I went to school for playwriting, and my my sort of senior project in my playwriting class, I like put together this pack and I put together a ten page sample and a cover letter, and I sent it to every theater in New York. And you know there are like eight hundred you know theaters in New York, and. And I sent it to all of them. And for the, over the next year, I got on average like two rejection letters a week, ultimately like ending in 800 rejection letters. <laughs> and it was like being on the world's worst mailing list. I mean, it really was every week, just like multiple rejections. And, but what that did was it really like inured me, like it just sort of, it just sort of bolstered me to be like, okay, this, these are continuing to come in and I'm still alive. Like I'm not, I'm not dying and um, okay, like I can roll with this. And just the older you get and the more you do it, you begin to realize like, okay, you just need, you just need one person. You, you just need one person to take a chance on you and get you in there. And the, way to, and the way to get your work in front of those people, I found was to be producing my own work, putting my own work up. So my friends and I, we self-produced a play of mine and that was how I got a playwriting agent. And then I started writing my essays. Like that was, that was something I did really out of despair because I was still getting rejected, still, you know, not, not getting my work in front of anybody. So I started writing this blog 
And that was a way to get my work on the internet. And that was something that you could easily send to people and it developed an audience. And then it was through, I started doing live shows, reading my essays at Ars Nova and now at Joe's Pub. And I've, you know, well, in the before times, I would do that, you know, kind of every other month. And to just have, and, and that was something that, that, that I had control over, you know, a way that I could get up and do my work and show my work and invite people to, um, you know, I mean, as I'm sure you guys are learning, like people in Hollywood, you know, they're, they're not the most imaginative. Like you, you have to, you have to really like force them to see it. You, you have to really like get it in front of them, um, and kind of show them what it is. Well, Speaking of rejection, um, what would you say to queer writers who are struggling to incorporate LGBTQIA storylines into their writing when they haven't been really met with acceptance in the past? Um, that's a very good question. I mean, I think because my POV and my work is so queer... I think a lot of the a lot of the rejection I might have faced on that front kind of happened without me in the room. You know, like I would sort of if I was being rejected on that front, um, it wasn't articulated that way to me. You know, I'd just sort of get like a, a like a blanket no or something, or like no, no, that job, no, they don't want you know. Um, that that was feedback I got a lot when I was trying to sell my book. A lot of the publishing houses were like, this is too niche. Only gay men are going to buy this book. It's not, it doesn't have broad appeal, which I quite frankly disagreed with and didn't really take that as any real um, feedback. But I mean, I, I would say, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate because I think both of the TV shows I've written for have hired me because I'm a queer person and are valuing and, and I mean, I know for a fact both of them did, like it valued me uh, because I could write queer characters and speak to that on Glow. I helped develop a, a drag queen character in the third season and, and write that story. Liza. And yes, yes. And, um, and then on High Maintenance, which is a very, very queer show, um, lots of, lots of storylines on there. And, and I got to write an episode this season about an, an experience that happened to me between two men and, um, hiring an escort and then, and then an asexual romantic comedy sort of storyline, which is not my experience, but, but again, was, you know, a, a queer identity. And I was very thrilled to be able to write that. Um, I mean, I think, God, we, we are still unfortunately in an era where there's so much tokenization happening in writers' rooms where there's only one queer person. There's only one person of color. There's only one woman. I mean, Thankfully, the, the gender spectrum, I think, is a, is a couple steps ahead, but um, I've just heard so many horror stories, and I've been very fortunate to work in non, non-traditional writers' rooms. I mean, High Maintenance is very non-traditional, and Glow, you know, even though it is a room out in L.A. And, and functions more as a sort of traditional room, it's run by two women, it's, you know, it's, it's a majority women staff, um, 
But even then there was one person of color and only two of us were queer. I mean, it just, we, we are still in a, you know, we are unfortunately still in a like check off the box. Okay. I've got one mm, mm. Of, of these. Yeah. I've got one of this, one of this, one of this. And that, you know, it, it's, it's hard. So, um, I think the, the bigger fight is, I think a lot of, from what I've heard, a, a bigger fight is being able to, you're, you're, you're hired kind of only to weigh in on queer things or you're hired only to weigh in on stories about race. And, and I think the fight now in writers' rooms is every writer should be able to weigh in on any kind of story. You know, I mean, we, sh- we should all be able to, to, you know, you should hire black writers for any kind of show. You should, you should hire queer writers mm. for any kind of show. There doesn't need to be a queer character or black. I mean, there should, there should of course be all kinds of characters on any show, but you know, it's, it's, it's now getting that equity of like, you're, you're not just seen as there to like only weigh in on, is this racist or is this homophobic or is this transphobic? You know, like it's, it's, mm everyone should have a mind toward everything. And so I think that is, um, I think that's, that's one of the newer fights. Uh, and thankfully I do think, um, I think things are, are changing in terms of, you know, be, being shut out of rooms and be, because you're, you're queer. I, I think that is starting to change, mm. um, hopefully, but you just have to stay true to who you are and stay true to what you want to write about. And, and honestly, the thing that attracts you, attracts people to your writing is authenticity and a sense of self and a sense of voice. And people are into voice. That's the most important thing. So if be, be the voiciest you possible and, you know, nine people aren't going to be into it, but one person will and they'll hire you. And, and, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but well, it is. Yeah, it's just beautiful, actually. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's great advice. Oh, thanks. And I think also oh. what, what, what Isaac is right also to say, which is the beauty of it, as a writer, you cannot put yourself in a bubble, meaning as a person, not even as a writer, meaning your friends need to be diverse, your, your environment needs to be diverse because you will write better diverse characters and diverse situations when you put yourself in those shoes. So it's not even about finding some people to ask questions about how they do their job or surrender yourself with people that bring diversity to your life and you're going to rise so much better. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, quite frankly, like queer people behave in an unlimited amount of ways. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's and and you know so so it's not like oh i i need to write this a certain way because they're gay because they would only behave a certain way i mean gay people do terrible things gay people do silly th- they do sad things i mean it really like it's um i think you'll find you you can relate to characters who aren't on paper like you mm-hmm still relate to them and you, 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 there, there are a lot of on ramps, you know, in, into a character and, and, and you can, you, 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 you can, uh, you can imagine quite a bit for them and it would be, I would say most of it would be all right because, because there are all kinds of, of, of 
queer people. Um, we, we've just only seen certain kinds portrayed and, uh, but there, there are so many other kinds that can be imagined. And, right. Yeah. So you have a lot of good things to say about high maintenance, which makes me so happy because I love that show. Oh, but thanks. how did you pull off writing episodes and then within about a year becoming the executive story editor and how did your responsibilities change? Well, I mean, that is, I mean, part of it is, it's, it's just a, it, it's a moving up in ranks. I mean, that's, that's uh, writer's rooms. When you start out, you start out as a staff writer. So my very first season there, I was hired as a staff writer. And then um, when you're hired back, you know, or when you go to another room, you, you continue, you, you kind of get the next up title, um, even if it was on another show. So so, so the first season I was a staff writer, then I was a story editor when I was invited back. And then this third season, I was an executive story editor. And so if we get another season, I'll be a co-producer, you know, things like that. So, um, but so when I was hired on Glow, I came in as an, as a story editor on that because I had been a staff writer on, I mean, you know, so it, it, um, it just, uh. The title change. Yeah, I don't want to say it's just like words, because it's, it, it's not just semantics. I mean, I do. I am. I am the most senior writer on the writing staff at High Maintenance, and I've been there the longest. And so I do. You know, they um, they keep me on a little longer after the room ends, and I work with uh, the, the two co-creators, Katya Blickfeld and Ben Sinclair. I um, work, we, nice. we sort of polish the scripts together and, um, I'm just more involved in kind of all of the scripts. Like I kind of, um, I, I, I feel like I understand, uh, the, the aesthetic and the tone and the feel of a high maintenance script. And so, uh, they, they, over the years have come to really trust me with like, doing a pass on something, you know, helping, helping them kind of reshape a script if it doesn't feel quite right or, um, and, um, and just, and just, they, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm at the table with them more, which is, which is really nice. Vicky and John, I'm going to give you the chance to close very quickly to say your goodbyes and then Isaac you also have the opportunity to say goodbye to our students uh, and uh, yeah so let's start with Vicky. Well Isaac thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us um, just researching you was such a bright spot in this past week for me because I actually got to laugh out loud for like a while just <laughs> listening to your stuff so, um, you know, thank you for giving me a moment of joy. And I'm sure you'll continue to do that for so many others. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming again. <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you answering all these questions for us. Going to help out a whole bunch of people. And wish you the best of luck with the show. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Isaac, all yours. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you, John and Vicky. It was and and Francisco. I mean, uh, for having me and for all your 
um, wonderful questions. It really was such a pleasure, and this has been a bright spot in my week as well. And it's only Monday, so this is... <laughs> I did have to look at the calendar to make sure it was Monday. Uh, um, but I, I appreciate this very much, and uh, I know how hard this line of work is, and I just hope I... Um, I, I hope I made I made you all feel a little less alone in it, at least for a little while, because you're not alone in it, and we're all we're all in it together. Yeah. So I wish everyone else uh, the best of luck too, and I can't wait to see I can't wait to see all of your work and yeah, watch your show. <laughs>